0: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, oh, oh, slips oh, a tackle, oh. and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He C- got it. the handoff. You know and what? That's <laughs> The q Oh, my
4: listen Thank you.
5: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to answer some mailbag questions here on this bye week with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. Next question comes in for Peter J. Dillard. He says, gentlemen, any chance the Jets upgrade this year at right guard by any means possible Do you think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala now regret not signing a real veteran backup for Zach Wilson? I'm sure that there are some people that are second-guessing the veteran backup decision, but I don't think that it's something that they're losing sleep over. I do think that they may go out and try to convince somebody like Josh McCown, we've talked about this, to come in. As a mentor of sorts, I don't know if he would then also take up a roster spot. I'm not sure he wants to do that, but perhaps they'll do something in that regard. But I don't think that it's anything that they're really sweating about at the moment. As far as right guard, yeah, I absolutely think they're going to try to upgrade right guard. Whether or not they're going to be able to do much, we'll see. It looks like right now they could have a pretty high draft pick. And with Russell Wilson out for an extended period of time, they could even have two pretty high draft picks. So... There could be some real opportunity to really rebuild that offensive line in Joe Douglas's image completely. I wouldn't rule out a first-round pick on a guard, even if it would be the second year in a row. Could also be a second-round pick. I'm not sure yet. I haven't really taken a look at the free agent list, but I'm sure if there's somebody there worth pursuing, they will as well. You know Joe Douglas really puts a premium on the offensive line, so I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to fix that.
6: Yeah, they absolutely are. Uh, I'm going to go, staying on topic, but reach a little bit to, I have saw people uh, earlier in the season talking about Joe Douglas can't uh, evaluate uh, the offensive line because uh, all these offensive linemen are his guys. And while, yes, technically he brought them all in, they're not all created the same. Like, uh, uh, Becton and Elijah Tucker, 100%. Joe Douglas guys ride or die with them. Uh you can I'll even give you Connor McGovern that he even gave him enough of a contract. But Fant and Van Roten were both like band aids. They were just, okay, I can't solve this now. Let's get what we can now. Um they he didn't invest long term in them. Uh, th- that it wasn't ever ex- looking at like okay this they're gonna be the future of this thing here no that was a short-term fix and especially van roten it hasn't fixed anything um he's aware of this the the right guard is definitely going to change next year uh he i it would change this year if they had any possible way of improving on it he would swap him out right now if they had somebody better. Um, And they're, they're going to bring in other guys still. They're still going to find try to look for guys throughout this season. They're not going to find anyone better than him at this point, but they're going to try. But in the offseason, they are absolutely going to attack it. I, you know, I, I don't know what the free agent class looks like. Again, free agency, offensive line, is, is it gets dicey. Uh, so yeah, you could absolutely see them going back to it that well in the draft again, and especially with having, uh, two, uh, first round picks looking like they're both going to probably be pretty high. You could see them go early with them. Uh, but again, you could, you could, they could go with the second or third. It doesn't necessarily have to be a first round pick. But uh, I certainly would not be surprised at all if they used a a first-round pick on that. But then again, they could also use a first-round pick on a right tackle as well. So that whole right side of the the line could still be improved. Um, uh, The guard is obviously the much more pressing need, but I I promise you, you're aware of it. We're both aware of it, and Joe Douglas is well aware of this, and he is going to... Make sure, like, that's going to be a mission of his This offseason is going to be one of the, the biggest missions
5: Along those lines Damian Shaw asks I know it's early to think about this But should the Jets, with their two first-round draft picks Use them both on the offensive line? I mean, I wouldn't be against it if they did But I think you kind of have to feel out the draft board And see who's in those spots It's a little too early in the process to figure that out I would imagine that if there's a really awesome guard and a really awesome tackle in those spots, Douglas would certainly pull the trigger. But they've obviously got other needs. They really could use another cornerback. They could use a pass rusher. Certainly off-ball linebacker is a concern. They could use more weapons on offense. So it really could go in any direction. But if there is a really good guard and a really good tackle or a really good center available in those two spots, sure. I see no reason why it couldn't happen
6: yeah and before i get into this i just said right tackle right guard but you can throw center in there as well because uh, they could definitely improve that as well um yeah I, listen I, last year i was making jokes about spend uh, all the draft picks on offensive line and i was only a little bit kidding um and i will be doing the same thing this year <laughs> i will <laughs> be making those same jokes uh I, I i will go right back to that well uh uh, there's certain jokes that I'm gonna go back to that well every single time just like every single time there's a rookie quarterback in there and that first day of uh of minicamp I'm gonna make a joke about them giving uh, the, the Hall of Fame handing handoffs every single time we got a, a rookie quarterback I'm gonna make that joke and until the jets uh actually build an offensive line like, that resembles what they were in 2009, 2010, when they made those AFC championship runs until that day comes, I'm going to make jokes about spending every single uh, draft pick on the offensive line. But yeah, well, I'll have to wait and see a, how the board falls, where they're picking, uh, who's available. Cause uh, I'm, I've, if they get to really, uh, you know, highly uh, thought of and, uh, offensive lineman then yeah i'm not going to criticize it if they get uh one really good one and then one super reach then i'll end up criticizing that um you know and obviously uh you still probably sitting there dreaming about getting somebody like thibodeau from oregon uh, bolster that pass rush even more pair him with carl lawson and john franklin myers and Quentin williams um so there there's definitely other options that i i won't criticize them for as well but you're never going to get me criticizing or going against the idea of going for more offensive line.
5: Can you sting Lee? Sting Lee is another option if they pick high enough, yeah. by the way. And that of course was my terrible rendition of sting me by the black crows. Next question comes in from Ben. He says, what's the jets view on Ashton Davis and Sherrod Niesman for next year? Do they let them play out the season and then see where the chips fall? Or do one of them have an inside track to start next season? No, I think they're just going to let them play and see where the chips fall. I don't think either one of them is locked in anything. If they're going to get a starting job here at any point, they're going to have to earn it. They may start by default now, but for next year, it'll be a different story. So, yeah, I think they'll get plenty of opportunities now because of all the injuries. And then we'll see how both of them produce the rest of the season.
6: Yeah, there's... At, there's nothing locked in or cemented about that position on this <laughs> team right now. It's mostly injury related, but the way this is played out is absolutely no, though. No. Uh but yeah, neither of them have anything locked up. Uh we need to see more from both of them. Uh, you know. Uh so yeah. Uh there there's a long way to go before. I can say anything either way about them. Uh, I, I can't. I can't even like try to handicap their chances of starting next season uh, with a job locked up. We we gotta wait and see how this season plays out because I haven't seen. I don't have enough to grade. They're they're incompletes right now. Lucky Land
0: Casino asking people
1: what's the weirdest place
0: you've gotten lucky. Lucky in
1: line at the deli, I guess. Ah In my dentist's office Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says: Do you think the Jets made a huge mistake by not considering Staley as a more prominent head coaching candidate and not giving him a second interview? Who would you rather have Staley, Rule, or Salah, and why? Also, what did the Bills do for Allen that you would like the Jets to do in year two for Wilson? In order to turn this franchise around, Wilson has to hit. So what moves would you like to see them make this offseason to help that goal? So let's start with Staley. Yeah, obviously, I think the Jets should have given him much stronger consideration. I said it at the time. He was my number one choice. I had Staley number one, and then I had Salah and Ibraflus right in there At number two, number three I would have been happy with any of the three So I'm perfectly fine with Salah But everybody knows I love Staley That was my guy And I absolutely would have hired him in a second He's obviously doing a great job with the Chargers But to be fair He's got much better personnel than the Jets do Gonna be a much longer process for the Jets Than it's going to be for the Chargers And it certainly is a huge boon to him That he's got Justin Herbert As far as who I'd rather have Staley, Rule, or Salah Probably Staley at this point As much as I do like Matt Rule I just really really love Brandon Staley I think he's such a savant Such a prodigy Reminds me a lot of a defensive version of Sean McVay So I would absolutely love to have him here As far as what the Bills did for Allen That I would like to see Zach Wilson do One thing that Allen did And it really was for himself Was before his third season When he really broke out last year He spent tireless hours working with his teammates privately, hiring the best private coaches, and just nonstop eating, breathing, and sleeping trying to fix his flaws, especially his fundamental issues. And I think that kind of drive is something that you just can't teach. Now, we've heard over and over again from people that know Wilson, people that covered Wilson, so on and so forth, that he has that kind of drive. So I think that's key to being able to... Turn this around and for him to continue Developing I would like to see them Bring in a real quarterback coach that Wilson can confer with whoever that Ends up being we've talked about nap Several times I do think that his Unfortunate passing did not Help Zach Wilson at all in fact I think It hurt him quite a bit in terms of the Development process so that's one Thing I'd certainly like to see them do but I Do think that a lot of this is going to have To come from inside Zach Wilson as Well
6: start with the Josh Allen thing I wish I had an answer for you. If this was, if I knew what it was that they did that fixed Josh Allen uh, again, like before, I, I wouldn't be able to use this that information to win lottery. But uh, I'd be camping out some NFL uh, offices, talking about I got the I got the secret recipe to fix your quarterback. I'd be going all around uh, trying to do this. Uh, I don't know what how how they did it, but they they did it.
5: Chris I don't know that I would say that it was Dable who was the one that fixed him but I will say that if I was Dable I'd be telling people that I did and using that to sell myself this offseason for a head coaching job so along the lines of what you just said yes absolutely put that as your key selling point and try to make some money off of it
6: yeah absolutely I don't know if it was Dable I don't know if it was part Dable part Ken Dorsey I I don't I don't know but they, they did it. Um, if, if I knew what the answer was, then I'd be trying to sell that uh, to, you know, I'd be going peddling this at colleges. I'd be doing all, all these tours trying to get that. But, uh, you know, they, they have to try to do some research into it, try to see if they can figure it out. The, again, though, Josh Allen was such a different case and different uh, things that needed to be fixed. That I, I, that I don't know you can really do the same thing here, especially because the one thing that really needs to be, like, fixed is those short throws and then locking on Corey Davis. But the locking in on Corey Davis, that's a typical rookie thing. The yips thing is something completely different that needs to get worked out. Um, so, yeah, if, if I had the answer there, but they, they need – They need to try to replicate it however they can. Come up with their own concoction, their own recipe to do it. Go for it. I'm I'm not ready to say that the Jets made a huge mistake going after uh, not hiring
5: Staley. Chris, I should clarify what I said. I'm not saying it's a huge mistake that they didn't hire Staley, but I do think that it's certainly a mistake that he didn't end up with a second interview. That was really where I was at. I think that he should have been higher up on the list than he ended up being. And I think that's what Michael was asking with his question.
6: All right. Yeah. That, that's actually fair. Cause I was just looking at the question here to make sure I didn't forget it. Oh, at the second two parter. And, and yeah, I just read that first part thinking, okay. Um, yeah. No, to get, bring him in for a second interview. That's fair. Cause I was like, it's, I, I can't, don't think you can make it a huge mistake because for, for the higher, I guess at the time, like most people were saying, yeah, it might be a little early with Staley. So that's a little bit of revisionist history, but and i i still am a believer in Salah. i still think it was a really good uh sure. hire uh b- b- but if you ask me to pick between the three of them i'm taking staley right now and mm-hmm. i and there's there's really one simple reason cuz also i do want to point out something that you brought up like not only does he have Justin Herbert, but it Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, they have finally revamped that offensive line, Austin Eckler, and that defense is outstanding as well. And now they this is the first time uh, I, I made a joke the other day that I think uh, uh, Derwin James probably matched his career total and games played this season already mm-hmm. because he kept getting hurt in like preseason and week one, and he's still healthy um that that's something the Chargers are always the most banged up team in the league and they've had good injury uh luck this year but he came to a team that was stacked with talent and ready to go um if if Brendan Staley was the coach here he he's not receiving praise from all around the, the the league right now and he'd be doing just as well of a job but just as smart um, but everyone's not just like heaping praise on him because the the Jets don't have nearly as much talent uh, as they do, and Herbert is way more ready than Zach Wilson is right now. <clears throat> Herbert is absolutely incredible. But the the reason why I w- would take Staley is because of this this going forward on fourth down uh, on fourth and two on your own twenty five. Like he's like, nah. I got Justin Herbert. This offense is that good. We're going for it. Uh, give me that coach every single day. And uh, give me that coach. I scare money, don't make money. He is not scared. He has a a good way uh, outlook on on this. And yeah, give give me that coach every day of the week.
5: Now to close out the show, we'll get our picks for the week from our friend Walter Cherapinski over at WalterFootball.com. Walter, welcome back to the show, sir.
4: Thanks, Scott. Uh, Can't talk about the Jets this week because they're on bye. but we'll begin with another AFC East game. Uh, The Patriots are plus 3.5 at home against Dallas. Uh, I like New England here. Uh, I think there's good line value. So the spread for this game uh, before last week's games, was uh, Dallas minus 1, and now it's minus 3.5. So it's moved 2.5 points across the key number of 3. I don't think that's justified based on what happened last week. Uh, Dallas beat up on the Giants, but the Giants lost Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Kenny Galladay all in the first half. Uh, The Patriots were Flat against Houston after their big game against Tampa. I think they're going to play harder this week. Uh, Two weeks ago, they almost beat the Buccaneers at home. Uh, they were a missed field goal away from doing so so I, I think they should be able to handle Dallas here. Uh, the Cowboys have some injuries. Trayvon Diggs may not play in this game uh, so the the Cowboys aren't fully healthy and I think the Patriots could get them here with better coaching. Uh, so the other games I like are the Chiefs minus 7 against the Redskins. Uh, I think the Chiefs really blow out Washington here. Uh, I love betting elite quarterbacks off a loss, especially off embarrassing losses like the Chiefs had against the Bills on Sunday night. I think they're going to bring their A game. They can't afford to Fall to two and four. Uh, Meanwhile, the the Redskins are going to be down two offensive linemen. They're going to be missing uh, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, and maybe even Terry McLaurin. So I have to wonder how they're going to keep up with Kansas City. I just don't see it. Uh, So that's a big favorite. Going to go with a big underdog here with Houston plus 10 against the Colts. Uh, The the Colts played very well Monday night. They almost won that game. I just have to wonder how they're going to rebound from that mentally. I just don't see them bringing their A game against Houston. Uh, They're going to be down two offensive linemen and when you're talking about a big favorite i think that ha- i think things have to go perfectly And for them to be down two blockers, I think that could create a backdoor opportunity for Houston if they need it. Uh, The Texans finally showed signs of life last week. Uh, They almost beat New England. I I think they should stay competitive against the Colts. I think the Colts should win by about seven, so uh, Houston will cover the 10. Uh, I also like Green Bay minus six against Chicago. Uh, I think Green Bay last week, they were kind of uh, sleepwalking against Cincinnati after a big win against Pittsburgh at home. I I think Green Bay is going to be focused for this game because they know if they lose to Chicago. Chicago is going to be in first place. So I see Aaron Rodgers bring his, bringing his A game. Uh, the Bears have some injuries. Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, and... Um, Akeem Hicks barely practiced during the week. So uh, I think Green Bay has a big advantage here, especially with two of their offensive linemen uh, coming back from injury this week. Uh, finally, I like Seattle plus five against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Uh, so some Jet fans might be wondering why I'm betting on Geno Smith. But this is more of a fade of, of the Steelers. I, I don't think the Steelers deserve to be favored by five, even, even against Geno Smith. Uh, you look at what they've done this year. So they beat Denver last week, but uh, it was a great first half for them. They didn't do much in the second half. Uh, before The week before that, they got blown out at Green Bay. The week before that, they got blown out at home against Cincinnati. Uh, the week before that, they got blown—they—they they lost by nine to the Raiders, and we know uh, the Raiders aren't as good as we once thought. So I, I don't think Pittsburgh deserves to be favored by five. Uh, they're so offensively challenged. So uh, like getting to 17 even is, is tough for them. And Seattle, Seattle despite ha- not having Russell Wilson, they still have some great web- – uh, some some uh, fine players on defense. I think they can hang around uh, even with Geno Smith a quarterback. So those are the WalterFootball.com Week Six picks. Back to you, Scott.
5: Thanks, Walter. Make sure you check out everything they're doing at WalterFootball.com. A lot of draft content, plenty of gambling and fantasy. It's all there right now, and it's constantly being updated. WalterFootball.com and check out everything that we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel lots of film breakdowns there are going to be plenty of them after the game from luke grant kayla pace has her commentaries paces playbook so make sure that you check those out and if you haven't given us a five-star review on itunes for the podcast yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com
1: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere